And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello, and how in the world are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. This, as if you didn't already know, is Chewing the Fat. So if you're looking for a gig, I know times are tough for a whole bunch of people. Uh, Amazon might be the place for you. They are looking to bring 33,000 new employees to the table. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of employees, right? I mean, okay, no problem. So they have already uh, hired, what, another 175,000? throughout the pandemic to try to, uh, you know, try to face the heat of the battle with everyone using them. UPS is looking to bring on a hundred thousand people. Now that's, you know, I'm sure that most of the people that are getting hired now by Amazon and or UPS are seasonal workers, right? I mean, it's Christmas time coming up holiday time and they need extra people to deliver packages they need extra people to sort packages uh, it's a busy time of year that's still a lot now amazon said a lot of the thirty-three thousand jobs aren't all just delivery people they're corporate and tech jobs those jobs are uh you know not bad jobs you get about one hundred fifty thousand a year for those jobs and you get to work from home at least for now right i mean you don't have to worry about relocating just need to make sure you upgrade your your high-speed internet. I mean, that's pretty good. That is pretty darn good. And, you know, look, other retailers have had a tough time, right? JCPenney, J. Crew, Brooks Brothers, bankrupt. Lord & Taylor, uh, been in business for a couple hundred years. Bye-bye. Coca-Cola, American Airlines, announcing layoffs and buyouts. Although JCPenney was just kind of saved. I mean, mall owners Simon Property Group and Brookfield Property Partners LP have teamed up to acquire JCPenney's retail operations. They're putting the finishing touches on the agreement. So that deal, that's probably worth, what, uh, a bunch of jobs, right? At least 70000 I would say, something like that. Um, that would be That would save them from bankruptcy and liquidation. And the mall owners would own the property and run the stores. We'll see if that, how long that lasts. We'll see if that works out. That would be great if it, if it does. And we'll talk a little bit more about what's going to be happening with those malls. They're just trying to save their own hide because nobody's going to the mall. So anyway, Amazon is having a big career fair. All right. That... Uh, They want to to bring people into the workforce. And they're going to say, hey, even if you don't want a job with Amazon, (laughs) come on to the online career fair anyway. We're going to be collecting resumes and give people a chance to talk to a recruiter. Even if you're not interested in a job at Amazon, we can get you some resume help anyway. That's pretty good. (laughs) I mean, that's nice of them. That's really, really nice of them. Now, the one thing that kind of, you know, makes this story, I don't know, kind of sad, is that Amazon is adding all these jobs, and yet they still are the number two employer in the U.S. I know, right? You'd think they'd want to be number one. Come on, Jeff, what are you doing? 
this will put them over uh, a million. They're already over a million. This puts them well over a million employers world employees worldwide. Walmart still number one. Walmart has over two million employees. Ooh, I don't know if Amazon is ever going to hit that. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, I'm reading the story about Jillian Michaels. You remember Jillian Michaels from uh, The Biggest Loser. She's, uh, you know, fitness trainer extraordinaire, uh, you know, known around the world. And she's a, you know, pretty good-looking female. But uh, apparently, she contracted coronavirus. Now, she's 49. Looks great for 49. And uh, says that she had contracted COVID-19 several weeks ago. And she now is doing, she does an interview where she's telling people, hey, don't go to the gym. Well, why? Look, she says, if you're afraid of COVID, you should not go to the gym. And she says, I'm actually a person who let my guard down. I haven't even spoken about this publicly, really. A very close friend of mine gave me COVID several weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, um, how did you get it? Did you go to the gym with her? According to this story, I don't think she went to the gym. I think she got her hair done. She said she let her guard down for about an hour with one of her best friends who does her hair and makeup and got it. She said it's just that simple. Okay, you know, neither one of them knew they had it. And, you know, they didn't know they had it for a while. And then she finally got it. And thanks to being so healthy, it didn't affect her uh, as much as she thought it would. Right? So she's she's very, very happy about that and, and very thankful. But I don't know why that would... According to this story, it doesn't seem like she got it going to the gym with her best friend who does her hair and makeup for an hour. It sounds like they got together and didn't know they had COVID and whether she was getting her hair done or they were out to lunch and then they got COVID together. But the reason, and throughout this whole thing, she's doing an interview discussing her at-home workout app. Oh, okay. All right, I understand now, Jillian. People shouldn't go to the gym at all. That's a nasty, filthy, dirty place. But hey, don't forget to use my at-home workout app. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jillian. Appreciate it. No problem. Now, now I believe what you have to say. Okay. You know, I, first of all, if you're going to use an at-home app, uh, you should use uh, Better You. Better You Performance. Elvis Fisher. If you're going to use an at-home app, workout app, and need help uh, making yourself uh, stronger and better, uh, better you performance. Just, uh, you know, just passing along, Jillian. So ever so often, there's a show that you wish you were watching at the time, right? <laughs> so I see a story where a morning show is doing their live shot, of course, and they've got a big deal going on, and they send their uh, they send their reporter out to the the do the live event, and Holly and Philip are back in the studios, you know, throwing it to uh, throwing it to our girl out at the event, and there she's out at the uh, uh, she's out at the Naturist Club, 
And of course, everyone at the Naturist Club is nude. So what does Josie Gibson do? Oh, of course, she has to get naked too. She obviously, uh, if you watch this clip, is the best person to be part of the Naturist Club. Uh, most of the people that are at the Naturist Club, you understand. I, I understand the, I understand the feeling. I just want to be, I just want to be naked, right? It's the Naturist Club, but they don't have really what you would hope they would have at the Naturist Club. But she does her live report. Naturist Club, where I'm joined by all my new friends. Say hi. Oh, yeah. Keep those hearts covered. Yeah. Now, talk about keeping your cards close to your chest. I thought if you can't beat them, join them. So, so she's got her. You know, they're doing the live shot, and it's just a, a minute live shot. They've got the giveaway, and she's got a she's got her cue cards covering up above her chest, and they've got a a wall there that they're standing behind, and there's two guys, Naturist in the new car that they're giving away. The one guy's sitting down and then the other guy is standing behind the open door. Now the guy behind the open door is doing his best to keep his nakedness behind the open door. But the way the camera is pointed, you know, as the camera pans from left to right, going from, uh, Josie Gibson and she, you know, and he, she, the camera pans back left to the car as she's pointing out what a great deal it is and what the giveaway is. The guy behind the door just kind of steps off a little bit. And, you know, so he's got his nakedness all coming through to the morning show crowd. And then, you know, of course, we flick back to the hosts who have this shocked look on their face. And they're kind of like, ooh, and then she's still going with the bit. And then they go back to her and the camera pans again. And homeboy just kind of steps off back a little bit to the side. And then it's all out in the open again. <laughs> just getting naked. Make it on TV. I'm, I'm, lo you know, love the naturist. Huge fan. Huge fan of the naturist. Then I see a story. People get naked everywhere. Then I see a story in New Hampshire where they're voting in New Hampshire. And so a lady walks in. Now, according to the story, we don't know who she is. There has not been a name. She's not been identified. But the person who was in charge of the voting has been identified. So I kind of believe that it's true. Paul Scaffody uh, told her she couldn't wear a shirt featuring a political candidate while she voted. She had a t-shirt on McCain Hero Trump Zero t-shirt. Keep in mind, they're voting uh, in New Hampshire in this ballot for the governor and congressional seats. Uh, there's no presidential election going on. So McCain Hero Trump Zero t-shirt she can't wear it at the poll. And she, you know, the guy was like, was trying to tell her, hey, just go out in the hall and turn it inside out and come back. Right. And so the lady says, uh, well, do you want me to just take it off? And he said, I'd rather, I'd rather not. But as soon as she's starting, you want me to take it off? She just takes it off. And she's obviously uh, not wearing anything underneath the T-shirt. No no report here whether it was worthy. I mean, obviously you're going to look. Duh. But there was, was it worthy where you're going to take a second look. There was no doubt. And she was just, uh, you know, there topless with uh, wanting to vote. She takes her shirt off. No problem. Now, 
She said, uh, you know, we can't, no person shall distribute, wear, or post at a polling place any campaign material. People convicted of this crime will be fined $1,000. Okay. All right. But you're voting for, I know we can't let, uh, we can't let anybody through with a, you know, benefit of the doubt thing. And I guess that she was mad because she said another lady was wearing an American flag t-shirt. Uh, that's not electioneering. But the Trump Zero shirt would have to be covered. So she just took it off. And she went over to the over to, <laughs> over to the voting machine and continued to vote. And as soon as she was done voting, she put her ticket in and she put her shirt back on and she left. Tremendous. So if you're a fan of being a naturist, um, that's the way to do it, right? Now you could get in trouble. He said he could have had her removed for violating state indecency laws. So you got to be careful. But he didn't want to inflame the situation further. Smart move, Paul. Really smart move. Just let it happen. You already made your point with the uh, McCain hero Trump zero t-shirt. Right, you made your point. So, and she was already ready to fight for it by just taking it off and you know let the you know let the breasts fly free of charge at the voting booth. So just let it go. And so he just let it go. He goes, I got other things to worry about. I'm not worried about it. She took it off. She followed the rule. I'm fine. So just be ready. Be ready if you're going to vote and you want to you know you want to set some. <laughs> Never happens when I'm there. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. If you're going to do that and you're in the Texas greater DFW area, let me know where you're going to do that. I will attempt to be at the at the voting booth. Just to, I'm not going to just be there. That's all. Hello. It's okay. And I love the story. I can't wait to hear. What do we got? We got about three months. Then we have about another another three to four months to get actual COVID babies out, right? Speaking of being naked, uh, we are all born naked, okay? Yeah, well, uh, I know. I got it. But uh, they just had a report from Fort Worth that the Fort Worth uh, uh, Hospital, Fort Worth Baylor Scott and White All Saints Medical Center, give it their full title due, set a record in August for babies. All right, they had 581 babies born in August. 13 sets of multiples. Wow. That's a lot. And they averaged 19 deliveries a day. Uh, and one day in August, which, you know, threw the, threw the average up, 32 babies in a day. Or, you know, it's just a 24-hour period. That's pretty strong. And that's a record. All right. So, uh, 581. Now, 297 were boys. 284 were girls. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they identify these babies as male and female, boy and girl, when they have not said what they identify as? <laughs> Jeez, I can't take it. So, uh, All Saints uh, Medical Center's uh, Andrews Women Hospital delivered about 6,000 babies a year, and it's the only hospital in Fort Worth specifically for women. So, uh, we'll see in the next three months. Right, and then the next three to four or five months, if we have uh, that first big push of 
Uh, you get see what I did there? That first big push of coronavirus babies, COVID babies. I mean, there's plenty of babies. These these could be considered, you know, being born during the pandemic, you know, lockdown babies, but they're not really COVID babies, right? These babies, the COVID babies have got to come. We're in, we've been in the lockdown, what, six months? Jeez, six months. <sighs> been in lockdown for six free good months. Uh, so... I don't know if you know the gestation period of humans, but that's nine months, anywhere from eight to nine months. So we got to wait. We still have a couple of months before we can actually start saying that you are the, you know, you're a COVID baby. Right? Yeah, of course. And another thing that happens in other places that I'm never at when it happens in Tel Aviv, Israel. This is going on in Israel. I mean, I'm sure it's happening here in, in America. At least I hope it would, but be from a different company a uh, company is dropping uh, bags of weed <laughs> over downtown tel aviv i'm a fan i am a fan uh i got it that's a, i'm a fan they're just flying drones over town square dropping baggies of weed down on town square uh yeah and in the story People scrambled to scoop up the strains in the middle of traffic. Yeah, no kidding. So a pro-legalization group, Green Drone, hinted that, uh, yeah, uh, it's probably going to be us because the time has come. Uh, Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Green Drone sending you free cannabis from the skies. Yeah. Now, they say they arrested the two people who were operating the drone. What are you talking about? The bags were packed with a dangerous drug. Okay. Was it packed with a dangerous drug of marijuana? Cannabis? And medical marijuana is already legal in Israel. But the recreational use is illegal. So, And most of it is decriminalized. It's it's like almost here in America. Stop it. Stop it. They're releasing a dangerous drug. They're dropping little baggies of marijuana on the streets. I mean, really? Uh, it was in downtown in the town square, right? So I'm not sure if uh, it sucks about spend, sending folks running into the streets. They probably could have found a better place to drop the baggies, like, you know, toward a park or something, so you're not causing traffic issues. But uh, just trying to, you know, think outside the box. I get it. I get it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And we started drone deliveries, which is uh, awesome. All right. Uh, North Carolina, uh, they are starting to use drones to deliver grocery and essential items from a Walmart using their Flytrex automated drones. I want, okay, so Amazon, if you're not going to use the drones here in DFW, this is a hub let's go let's go let's go let's go we've got i've got what i've got two big walmart super centers and a neighborhood center in close range of my home so and a sam's club in close range of my house if walmart is going to start doing it let's go let's do the fly treks drone and let's go i want i want my product if I have to be, become a stupid Walmart Plus member or whatever their new plan is, I will. 
Okay, the drones are controlled over the uh, over the cloud using a smart and easy control dashboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm all for it. Okay, I'm all for it. And then they they go back to quoting Sam Walton. I've always been driven to buck the system, to innovate, to take things beyond where they've been. It remains a guiding principle at Walmart to this day. From being an early pioneer of universal barcodes and electronic scanning cash registers to our work on autonomous vehicle delivery, we're working to understand how these technologies can impact the future of our business and help us better serve our customers. So be ready. You know all those Walmart semis on the road? Those are going to be, uh, those are going to be robotics soon. AI semis. But, you know, they cut back. They still have over 2 million employees. They can cut back a couple still be fine. I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. But uh, I love how they use, they, they, they quote Sam as needed. Mr. Uh, we buy American, we sell American. We're all the all-American company. Did dad just die? Yeah, okay. Everything to China. I mean, they all made fortunes. They all made, they all made larger fortunes once dad passed away, once Sam was gone, uh, killing that uh, buy American, we only sell American, uh, we're an all-American company. Oh, we still believe in America. We do. Now, we believe in America, but... We're going to get our products from China because it's a lot cheaper and it's going to make us a lot more money. Oh, okay. Okay, no problem. Now, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm a, I, still, I still buy stuff there. I'm not bad-mouthing them for it. I'm just saying what they did. And I like how they pick and choose using uh, Sam as their... Oh, oh, Dad. Sam Walton famously said that. Did he? Yeah, he said a lot of other things that we we're just forgetting about now, too. So, anyway, my point. Walmart. Hello, let's bring it on. Let's go. If you can save me from having to leave my home to get products, I'm all for it. And you can quote me on that. Hey, just a reminder to subscribe to this very podcast chewing the fat that would be very nice thank you if you're listening right now and you're not a subscriber to chewing the fat please subscribe choose the platform that you like that warms the little innards of your heart and soul could be itunes could be spotify could be iHeartRadio, could be stitcher i don't know maybe but just become a subscriber could be another platform there's plenty of them out there just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's very kind. Thank you. Then you can, you know, rate and review and do all that kind of stuff and share with friends and family and, you know, tell your coworkers, you know, like when you're just hanging out before a meeting. Well, you should have been doing this anyway. But say you're just waiting for the meeting to start at home on Zoom and you're, you know, your coworkers are talking and, yeah, you know, we're just hanging out. What are you doing? Oh, I've been listening to Chewing the Fat. You know, it's a podcast with Jeff Fisher. It's really good. You can subscribe. It's it's you know doesn't cost you anything. It's free. And you just listen to the show, and, and you know then, and everybody knows. Then you've ta- you have taken care of the workplace. I mean, in one fell swoop on that Zoom call. Well, you're just waiting for the boss to show up. And you know what? And heck, here's the deal: do it when the boss is there too. Okay, we're gonna get this meeting started. Just a second. I need to pause Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher podcast that I've been listening to prior to our meeting 
sir or ma'am or boss person or woman with an X. Hold, please. And then, you know, when he says, what are you doing? Why, I'm pausing Chewing the Fat podcast with Jeff Fisher, sir or madam or person or woman with an X. And then you're good. You've covered it. Oh, okay. Thank you. And you're good to go. (laughs) So that's it. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Thank you. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. So we're in the break room. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I told you to subscribe to the podcast, but you should subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Hello. You know, I talked to uh, John Seidel the other day, and uh, I put it up on my YouTube channel. It's a quick interview, but he is donating a kidney to somebody he doesn't even know. Just an incredible story. Uh, you go to my YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and click the little notification bell. Chewing the fat. Oh my gosh, it's the same name. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So you got the podcast and the YouTube channel. But uh, I can listen to the interview. And if you can help John out, that'd be great. And if you can't, you can listen to the story. It's fascinating how he's helping this man out that he didn't know. Uh, Yeah, sure, I'll give you a kidney. Uh, What do you you need a kidney? I got one, no problem. I mean, I I guess he, according, if you have to listen to the interview, because I don't remember what was said in the interview. But I don't think he was on the corner hawking his body parts. But it's possible that's could have happened. And of course, you can always email chewingthefat at theblaze.com to communicate anything you want to communicate. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. NFL is back, baby. I know. I know. I know I'm kind of fired up, actually. And, you know, you don't have to. I know the NFL. I get it. And I'm with you, kind of. I, kind of, I feel your pain. I, I, I feel your pain. I'm not going to tell. We could talk about the Hank Williams Jr. being dropped for Monday Night Football, not because of Hank Williams Jr., but because there's not going to be any fans. And it just wouldn't be right. Oh, okay. We could talk about Joe Burrow uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals being asked uh, the hardest hit he's taken. And his answer was like, I'm not going to give anybody that satisfaction. Love it. We could talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. Uh, for those of you listening live on the 10th of September, 2020. Is it September? Yeah, it is September. I think I said August yesterday. Now that I'm, I'm remembering things I say in the past, and I think I may have called yesterday August still. Wow. Anyway, it's September 10th, 2020, for those of you listening live. And we could talk about, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming up on the field again. We could talk about Kansas City. Wow, Arrowhead Stadium is going to have only 25%. There are going to be fans there, though, but only 25%. And they're not going to be all dialed up in chief regalia. It's just incredible what's going on. We could talk about all that. But really, most importantly about the NFL is that more on trivia is back. So every Friday during the NFL season, you know, as long as it lasts during COVID, we are going to have more on trivia on Pat Unleashed. So tune in, Pat Unleashed, on Blaze Radio and Blaze TV. I've been joining Pat all week. It's been so much fun. Uh, We've had a great time. There's been some great shows. (laughs) I mean, I give and I give and I give to this Blaze Podcast Network, this Blaze Radio Network, this Blaze Television Network. I give and I give and I give. (sighs) You're welcome. So just be ready for more on trivia to start. I, as commissioner, uh, is uh, exciting. And uh, 
I believe that uh, tomorrow, and uh, this kills me. I hope I hope we get. I hope we can't make it or something because I guess we're having Stu show up for more on trivia because the game is Philadelphia. So you know, Mister, I love the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm going to be part of the more on trivia gang. So be prepared uh, tomorrow during Pat Unleashed for Moron Trivia. I haven't seen the new Ozzy Osbourne biography, The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne. But I see where they're, you know, they're promoting it. And, of course, uh, they talk about Ozzy almost choking Sharon to death. And it says, while on several drugs. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a day of not being on drugs if, you're only on, if Ozzy's only on several drugs. They say that uh, we had a couple of fights and you could tell it was building to something. You could just feel it, Sharon said. I just knew it was coming. And it's like night and day when Ozzy's on drugs. And he's, Ozzy was, was calm. Uh, but at that moment, he was. He was just really calm. And that frightened the crap out of me. And Ozzy said, I felt the calmest I've ever felt in my life. It was like serenity. I was every, everything was just peaceful. And that's when I dove across the sofa and tried to choke her to death. Oh, okay. What I do like, though is that Sharon said that as he lunged across at me, I felt the stuff on the table and I felt the panic button. Now, you know there's an issue in your life if you have a panic button ready to go because you're concerned about what's going to happen with your husband. I mean, I guess it could be that he could overdose or... You know, they're out of drugs or something. I don't know. But, I mean, if you have a panic button. So, she said in this interview, I remembered uh, he lunged across me, across the, across the sofa, and I felt the stuff on the table, felt the panic button, and just pressed it. Next thing I know, the cops were there. Okay. And then he was in jail. And then he said he woke up in jail. And they asked, he said, uh, what am I in here for? And the cop says, you want me to read your charge? You've been arrested for the attempted murder of Sharon Osborne. I was very surprised when she dropped the charges. <laughs> that was nice of Sharon. Really, really nice of Sharon. No doubt about it. And then there's the big court case going on with Eminem where he had his uh, intruder, Matthew David Hughes. And when Emma said he got up in the middle of the night and Matthew was, there was a guy behind him. Oh, okay. Uh, and he thought it was his nephew. I think that's what he said originally. He said, I thought it was my, I got up and I thought it was my nephew. And uh, he told uh, M&M's, uh, he said, why are you here? He says, I was, I'm there to kill you. Oh, Okay, how about uh, no? <laughs> so he's been uh, he's been charged with first degree home invasion and malicious destruction of property or malicious destruction of property. Okay, I mean I might go with uh, you know perhaps attempted murder on that too, but 
Yeah, we'll see. First degree home invasion. I mean, you can't. Wow, that's it's pretty incredible, right? Eminem, uh, you're able to break into Eminem's house like that without him knowing about it. I mean, Eminem, I would say uh, Simply Safe, maybe. I think uh, I think you could afford it. SimplySafe.com, and uh, you'd be all right. You get yourself an alarm system, so you're alerted when someone comes into your home, and you can see. You just use the app, and you can see. Hey, look at that. Is that my nephew? Nope. I think I'll call the police now. So, just trying to help you out, Mr. Mathers. So, we have a new initiative, and it is a powerful initiative as well. We talked yesterday about the Oscars and how they're changing their their Best Picture uh, initiative. And they want to have, uh, you know, underrepresented communities uh, represented in the film industry, you know, in the making of the film and in the film itself. And I mean, really, they're just, we talked about it yesterday and just eating themselves. Right. And that will, people are still going to make movies without them and they're just going to be, oh, well, we can't, oh, we're not going to get an award. Oh, darn. I just want to make my movie with the best people and the best actors and the people who I want, not just following some breakdown of 30% of underrepresented community guidelines is just agonizing. So anyway, we have a new initiative also that just launched uh, to change the look of American boardrooms specifically to make them look, you guessed it, (laughs) less white. The board challenge a project of uh, Altimeter Capital, Valence, and The Board List is challenging U.S. firms to add a black director to their boards within 12 months. 17 companies, including Zillow and Nextdoor, have taken the pledge. 27 members, with at least one black board member already, United Airlines, Nordstrom among them, are working with the project to advance diversity efforts. So according to this, 9% of Fortune 500 board members are black men and women. 66% are white men. And 18, (laughs) that number's been everywhere today, are white women. This is according to the board list. And black representation on boards hasn't budged in the last few years. California has introduced legislation that would require, require, I think that can't can't be constitutional, uh, to not just challenge publicly held companies to appoint at least one director from an underrepresented community by the end of 2020. 20. Okay, they would require you to have at least one director. Wow. Wow. Um, And according to this, uh, newcomers to find a seat in the boardroom. 72% of the directors have previous board experience. How dare companies want people that have board experience and are current or ex-CEOs? Okay. I mean, it's just... I get it, I get it, but I don't get it. So, there you have it. I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I think you do. Also, good news coming out of New York, which actually is a news that just I just makes me so angry. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is now going to, and this is darn nice of him too, Andrew the douche Cuomo, 
is going to allow. Did I say that out loud? Gosh darn it. Let me, I'll try to I'll edit that out. Oh, no, it's too late. Oh, okay. Uh, Andrew, the douche Cuomo, is going to allow indoor dining in New York City uh, on September 30th. Oh, well, that's so, that's so nice of you, Governor Cuomo. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but hold on. We're going to let you open back up. But uh, you can only have 25% capacity. And look, diners, I got to get their temperature checked to the door. And one member of your party, I don't care which one, you choose one member of your party. Uh, we want their information for contact tracing purposes. Oh, um, how about no? Uh, I'm with that guy over there. I mean, just incredible. Just incredible. Now, get this. According to this story, uh, and I mean, restaurants have been dying on the vine, so I mean, they want to be open. Nearly 10,000 restaurants. Wow, that's incredible. 10,000 restaurants set up outdoor seating since July. It's because they all wanted to be open, right? I mean, they just, they didn't care. And now it's starting to get winter. We talked a little bit about this this morning on Pat Unleashed. So, uh, I mean, now it's getting close to, you know, fall and winter. So you start thinking, you know, uh, outdoor dining probably uh, won't be a good thing. Uh, Nobody wants to eat outside when it's zero uh, temperature-wise. Oh, really? Really, you think? So, looking ahead, though, the good news is that right now, which isn't really right now, it's the end of the month, September 30th, uh, you're going to be able to open up to indoor dining. Uh, Governor Cuomo is going to allow you to do that. Uh, You're going to be at 25% capacity. You've got to check temperatures. You've got to get contact tracing. Well, at the November 1st, so there's going to give you a couple of months this way, and then he's going to see if he kind of wants to let you have 50% capacity. That is just agonizing. Agonizing. He's going to allow you to open up your business to customers. I cannot tell you how that pisses me off. And another thing that makes me angry that I read yesterday that Spotify deleted all the Alex Jones appearances on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. In the archives. Uh, that kind of ticks me off. But then I see where, uh, and which I think is ridiculous, by the way. Uh, ridiculous. But, you know, they get to do what they want to do. They're Spotify. It's their company. If they want to remove somebody, they can remove somebody. And Alex has already been removed from the world, except for wherever he does his show from these days. According to that video we played on Pat yesterday, he lives at a the back room of a, a waffle house but according to uh, other posts with the alex jones post uh, joe rogan is leaving the jones podcast up on his youtube channel for viewing purposes so he's still going to be there and i guess he's going to be on the podcast soon will that podcast air on spotify i don't know maybe it airs once and they take it and put it away maybe it doesn't air at all i don't know uh but or maybe it just goes to rogan's uh, YouTube channel, and that'll be it. But uh, he's not being, according to this, oh, he's not being shadow banned. Well, he's being censored a little bit. Uh, the company is deciding, yeah, we don't like that podcast that you did, so uh, we're going to take it away. And we don't like the person you talk to. So we've decided we're going to make it disappear. All right, I'm not really crazy about that. But 
You know, I, he, look, they're paying him $100 million and he's letting them do what uh, he wants, what they want to his his uh, stuff, which now isn't his stuff, it's Spotify stuff. So, okay, you know, good luck, God bless. Spend your $100 million well, Joe. Good for you. And he's keeping it up on YouTube so you can go and watch the interviews there if you're that much of an Alex Jones fan. So, all's well that ends well, right? Right. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So I got an email uh, addressed to chewing the fat at theblaze.com. And I, it's from uh, Stephanie. And she sent me some pictures, which I am a huge fan of. She said uh, they put some of the OSU COVID positive kids into an old Holiday Inn on campus. And she drove by and noticed that the kids were using post-it notes to communicate with the outside world. And she took some pictures of it. And it is really awesome. Really awesome. The, uh, I might have to post them on Instagram. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll post these pictures on Instagram. Uh, they're really, really cute. So one picture has, uh, you know, uh, post-it notes as a sad face, uh, in the window. One picture has, uh, has, I think that's post-it notes, but it's something marked that you could just make out a shadow of the person that's in the window. It says, uh, so bored. (laughs) Day five in the next window. So bored day five. And then there's one that I think is my favorite one window. It's a, it's a three window, uh, room. One window says SOS middle window. Welcome ladies with a big heart on it. (laughs) And then the top window says day three. So good luck. Good luck with welcoming those ladies. But it looks like if you scroll down the one picture that had uh, so bored, is that a guy? I don't know. I don't know. It could be a guy. But, you know, if you are you just locked into your room? So you can't even, I mean, if it's a, if it's a quarantine hotel, you could be able to walk down the hall, right? No, not without the alarm going off, Jeff. That won't stand. Oh, okay. All right, well, never mind then. Don't worry about it. So I was going through my you know morning emails this morning, which I you know have about I think I'm up to about eight thousand different companies that are sending me emails every morning that I'm supposed to go through, and I go through every one too. There's really only a couple that I go through, and one of them has uh, you know books that. Uh, that were supposed to be good and that are coming out soon. And this one, actually, I think I want to talk to this guy. It's called The Ascent of Money by historian uh, Niall Ferguson. And he travels from ancient Mesopotamia to 21st century crypto wallets to show how money, credit, and finance have evolved throughout the history. I mean, you kind of know how it's evolved. But it'd be fascinating to um, learn more about how they did it in ancient Mesopotamia. And then you could listen to the B-52s, their Mesopotamia album, and that would be that would be great. 
It'd be wonderful. Because now all I can think of is for me in Mesopotamia. Uh, B-52s. And uh, you could do that. And just uh, let the B-52s roll with it. Now, they also go on to give you some uh, questions about money. Fill in the blank questions about money. Which I found kind of fascinating. So, blank are banned from being featured on U.S. currency. Do you know the answer? People who are alive are banned from being featured on U.S. currency. The most common note in circulation is the blank bill. I mean, you know that answer to that, right? I mean, it's it's the dollar bill. Hello. The phrase blank has been featured on U.S. paper currency since 1957. The phrase, in God we trust, has been on the U.S. paper currency since 1957. I would have bet longer than that. Weird. Each year, more blank money is printed than real money. I mean, my answer would be counterfeit money, right? I mean, isn't that what George Floyd was trying to push off? And ever so often, I mean, you run across a counterfeit 20. So my answer would be that, and I would be wrong according to this. Each year, more monopoly money is printed than real money. Pretty soon, that's what our money's going to be worth. Anyway, if you listen to the experts. Coins are blank before they're minted. According to this, coins are pickled before they're minted. I I gotta check that out. I gotta see if that's true. Coins are pickled before they're minted. Okay, so according to this, nickels, dimes, and quarters are pickled before they're minted. So the blanks that are used to make the coins are pickled. All right, so the nickel blanks are soaked in a special chemical solution, and this pickling washes and polishes the blanks. <laughs> okay, all right, that's that's great. And for those of you that are wondering uh, how to keep your cucumbers crisp when pickling, uh, the whole pickles uh, pack the cucumbers snugly snugly into the jars, starting with the larger ones and filling in gaps with smaller ones. Remember, cucumbers shrink a little during processing, so pack tightly. For the spears, cut into quarters lengthwise, then press back together before pickling into jars to maintain crispness. Just uh, passing that along a little bit, help you out in your pickling of cucumbers. All right, so with the fires happening in California and Oregon, be ready for the animal stories to come out. I mean, I know we've already got the people story, and the people story is, you know, sad. And we're losing lives, and people are really struggling uh, with the fires. I mean, they're losing everything that they've ever worked for. It's sad. But the animal stories are going to be coming soon. I saw a story about these animals in the Amazon that, uh, you know, they're... The mission is to save the animals. And one baby was run over by a car as they fled fires raging across the world's largest rainforest. She arrived stressed, screaming, and smeared with blood. The owner of the clinic wrapped the pair in a small white cloth. That's his mission, is to save the animals. 
in the Amazon, one of the Earth's most biodiverse habitats. They face an ever-growing threat as loggers and farms advance further and further into the rainforest. And then this article from Reuters is showing, I don't know that you'd ever that you'd see it in the U.S., maybe you would, but I mean, this article is showing, uh, you know, dead animals he's holding. Hey, here's an anteater that got burned up. <laughs> okay. Hey, here's a picture of an anteater that got run over by a car. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for that. No problem. Uh, here's an animal that somebody had illegally. What kind of animal is that? That's a tuberculio. Oh, that's the clinic. Wait, what's the animal? Hold on. Examine the tapir. Tapir. T-A-P-I-R. From an illegal farm. Okay. I mean, it's like a giant horse pig animal. I've got to find out what that is. Okay, it's a large herbivorous mammal. Similar in shape to a pig. It's pretty big. With a short prehensile nose trunk. Uh, it's a weird-looking animal, but it might be fun to have around. Maybe that's what the illegal farm had in mind. <laughs> it was just fun to keep around, but no. But no, it's uh, illegal captivity for these. And they show birds injured. It's just, it's a weird story. And they show a, a, a little baby monkey. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm crying. I'm crying is what I'm doing. <laughs> they show the little monkey laying there and then the mom has got traumatic brain surgery and her condition, I don't know how the mom got traumatic brain in injury, by the way. And it said that they wrapped her and her condition slowly improves. Ah, but the baby didn't make it. The baby that we showed you, ah, didn't make it. <laughs> okay. All right. I got you. Thank you. And, they, you know, they show a, Another anteater that survived that they brought back home and now it's living in the house, but they're going to set it free after the surgery and birds are getting helped. I mean, okay, great. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then, they, then they've got the anteater. So they show an anteater that had a broken leg that they believe looks like it got into a fight with a porcupine. And they found the anteater in a garage. And they figure that it got driven there from the fires because they don't normally go into the uh, area where there are homes. Oh, okay. So, but it got into a fight with a, a, a uh, porcupine. So they fixed him up. And it shows where they sent him off. They put him back out into the wild. And then the very next picture is a, an anteater that got run over by a car. <laughs> I'm not crying. I mean, I'm, I'm crying. I'm not laughing. It'd be wrong to laugh because it's so. What do they? I don't know what they want me to do. I guess I'm supposed to feel sad, and I do. Gosh darn it! If there was anything I could do to save these animals in the rainforest, I would. And then we find out we're supposed to know that climate change, right, is killing all these animals and people and fires and animals are being lost and they're going extinct and we're never going to find them. And then there's this animal in Africa that's believed to be a lost species, right? Now, a lost species is just, uh, you know, it falls off the radar. We haven't seen it in a long time. We believe it to be extinct, but we're just calling it a lost species. So this particular animal hadn't been seen for 50 years. It's called an elephant shrew. 
who was considered a lost species. For those of you watching live on the 10th of September 2020, you can see me lost species in quotation marks. So now all of a sudden, and it's supposed to be in Somalia, right? It's, they, the only time they'd seen it is in Somalia. And that's where it's been documented from. And so they hadn't seen it. More than 50 years. 50 years. So apparently somebody is uh, is walking through Djibouti, of our favorite, one of our favorite African countries, or the Republic of Djibouti. Uh, it's not Djibouti. I know what it's called. And uh, if you haven't listened in a while, we're a fan. We have listeners from time to time in Djibouti. I believe those are our military personnel. Uh, somebody's walking through the Republic of Djibouti, and they're like, "Hey, isn't that one of those one of those elephant shrews? The Somalia Seng guy that looks like a mouse but has a trunk like nose? Yeah, that is it. Isn't that?" Supposed to be extinct or a lost species? Yup. Haven't we? We haven't seen one of those in 50 years. I know, but you've been looking in Somalia. It's in Djibouti. Oh, okay. So, there you go. So, climate change really isn't attacking all the animals, is it? (laughs) No. No, it's not. Could it be just a cyclical thing? Like, animals, you know, they go extinct and a new animal comes on board. (laughs) could it be something like that no 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 you're right you're right never mind never mind